2: We're back. It's game week, man. It, it is game week. Deep, deep, Daryl Lamont Pearson. Daryl, first of all, he set it off a couple of weeks ago. We won't with the Oklahoma or with the red boots. With the red boots. We took an L. So Nathan, we're, those they, were fresh, though. They yeah. were, but those we took a fresh. Did you get to but see we, them? But we, you showed them on the video. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but, but the video we took scene. an L. So we're not going to. So <laughs> the we're, boots we're, were fresh. I can break them out for Indiana, though. I liked the boots. No, we we no, we took an L. We took an L, and we. I didn't wear them on game day. Just you didn't. No. Oh well, that's probably why we lost. Yeah,
1: I didn't wear them on game day.
2: But then he had the white leather pants on in high school jamming.
1: (laughs) I I liked that tweet. (laughs) Look, I was more ashamed of the shirt because it was a pink. So it's white pants, and white shoes, and then a pink. With a striped pink shirt, I like it. Short sleeve, and I was just like, "You know, this is when you know you 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 know your you dude should have just was like, nah, dog.'
2: <laughs> well, if you wear white pants, you just already out there. <laughs> well, I was this is high school. You're seventeen. Yeah, like it doesn't yeah, really it just, No, not don't matter just...
1: now. But I'll tell you this. You know why? You know the answer to why I wore white pants. Why? Because the women was like.
2: You got a lot of confidence you were right there.
1: The women were like, okay, like my dance car was full.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was You the dancing machine. Oh he, there, he, he invented the running man, man. There's no way, you know. <laughs> the cabbage patch. Right.
1: Oh. Did you know Barry Thompson at the time? Yeah, Barry was my quarterback.
2: But you see, you don't was see Barry there. No, that's what I'm you, saying. But you never seen Barry in any of these pictures. <laughs> no, <laughs> Barry,
1: Barry was, so Barry was basically a cowboy, like legitimate. His dad was a cowboy, like a legitimate, hey, I'm going to throw horses around cowboy. So Barry did that. But Barry was also kind of the nerd because he was a, he was a national roller skating champion. Oh, Really? Like at that, like even through yeah. high school, he was like a national roller ch- skating champion. Matter of fact, he won it here in Lincoln. He won the national title here at the whatever the the arena is, the auditorium that's here. So, and his brother went to University of Nebraska Lincoln. So Barry is very familiar with this. But he was a high school quarterback. He was Michael Vick before Michael Vick. Left handed, uh, full sprinter. Like Barry could run, man. Barry could go, but he had a rocket arm. He wouldn't pitch me the ball inside the twenty,
2: which I still that's have. Every, that's every quarterback, right? I still have issue. I don't know with why that. defenses get fooled by that, though. No,
1: like he was just like he would just pump it at because I would get them to from twenty to twenty, and then once we got to twenty, Barry was like perfect. I, he's gonna take this in the score decoy. But he was also a state champion wrestler. Barry's bad boy. He was a bad boy, but his high school pictures. See, he was homecoming king with the big yeah uh, Danny Tario La- Like lapel with the suit, the the, three-piece suit? Yeah, he was the CEO. Oh, yeah, Barry was that dude.
2: DP was the party starter. Uh, All facts.
1: (laughs) All facts. Okay, so we're going to ask a question, and you guys can reach out and let us know if you know the answer to the question. The winner, the first person that texts in or calls in with the answer, we're going to give you passes to the Lincoln Center Kiwanis Club 63rd Annual Pancake Festival. Uh, This is Saturday, October 22nd from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the All Direct Center. Uh, 3140 Sumner. Uh, the question is this We were just talking about John Cook and the Husker volleyball team. Who leads the Huskers volleyball team in assists? In assist. Who leads them in assist First person in the text line uh, gets that right. We're going to give you passes. You're going to eat full a month's worth of pancakes next month as well. 402-464-5685. Sarder Heyman text line, Honda and hotline. If you want to add in, join the conversation. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live for the Sarder Heyman live video stream. Jay Foreman, we're going to be where on Thursday?
2: Oh, we're going to be at a Mercado, man. 84th and uh, Havelock. Certified Piedmontese special ingredients and butcher shop appetizers, entrees, uh, the entree uh, options, and the dessert menu. And Nate, they, they have stuff you can take home. We we're gonna take some every some show up. I might yeah. have to go.
1: Yeah, we'll find somebody they to got run some the board. They got some out. good
2: drinky drink for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, all right. yeah, and I
1: said leads the team in assist, not in digs. Like see, Rodriguez leads them in digs. The question is, who leads them in assists? Who leads them in assists? Um, it's actually 155. That's a lot. Get your thing Get your thing on. Uh, let's see who – Drew Carr got it. Drew Carr got it. It is Ani Evans. Ani Buckets uh, with 155. Uh, she's taken over the lead since Nicklin Hames has been out. So, Drew, we got a couple of passes for you. We'll leave them here at the front desk uh, for you to uh, pick up and you can – Enjoy us. We're gonna be doing a remote down there that Saturday. a dub
2: dub let's grub, Nate.
1: Yeah, full I'll full pancakes. full full pancakes. Um the the story with a bye week in Lincoln, Nebraska, the story was also tied to Lincoln. Adrian Adrian Martinez had a day. He had a night. And a big part of this stuff, right, was in play that people were upset with the Husker fans celebrating the performance of Adrian Martinez there's some that would say well he's a traitor some will say well he's gone he's gone forever but i happen to remember the phrase that i was told all the time once a husker always a husker so jay foreman how did you process Were you you're cheering for young mr martinez
2: yeah anytime i mean you want him to do well um i'd rather have been you know obviously here but uh you know he's able to you know at that point make his own choices i don't you don't ever wish will on anybody he was a great ambassador a uh, good player for nebraska it's unfortunate that um a lot was put upon him you know both physically and kind of like expectation wise that was definitely unfair but some of it was you know just or unjust and some of it was his own you know fault was his play but uh you know, you're happy for him to do well. I think that's the Adrian that everybody saw like glimpses of for, you know, a quarter here, game here, a couple games here. It just came all came together with Kansas State, you know, against Oklahoma on the road down there. Um, so you're happy for him. Um, you know, look, Nebraska, I mean, heck, for a while there, they were cheering on McKenzie Melton, and he had no affiliation with Nebraska. The only thing is he played at UCF. The last year that, you know, Scott Frost and those guys were there. So it's no different with Adrian and, you know, he's a former Husker and you wish him wish him the best. The only time you would, would, wouldn't would wish him the best is if, you know, they happen to be playing Nebraska. So be happy for him. He played well, um, you know, and then it was good for him. Take the Nebraska ties out of it. You know, it was good for him to bounce back after the game against Tulane because it was mm-hmm. the total opposite Adrian. um that you saw on Saturday night against Oklahoma. So, uh, look, man, he's, he's down at Kansas state. He's happy. Um, we're at, we're at. And so you just gotta be happy for him.
1: What, what were they, what was, what was Kansas state doing that Nebraska couldn't do?
2: Executing playing within themselves. Definitely were physical. Um, and you know, they kept the game close when they need to. And they just played, they just kept playing. They knew that Oklahoma would make a couple plays, but then they tightened up their defense. And it looked like where Oklahoma was getting, it would seemed like chunk yards, you know, because their running back, Gray, was – it seemed like every time he touched the ball, it was like 10-12, 10-12. But they didn't want to continue to do it. Kansas State did a really good job of gang tackling in the open field and then letting Oklahoma shoot themselves in the foot with procedure penalties, holdings, et cetera. Kansas State had a few as well. But once they got Kansas, can or once they got Oklahoma, and like a third and you know, more than manageable for the defense, they got off on third down, whether it, whether it was making tackles or disrupting the the pass, the, the you know the quarterback getting them off the spot, and then they were you know just playing football. And then on offense, they were just beating the brakes off of Oklahoma. I mean, they were testing Oklahoma's will at will. They were testing Oklahoma their deficiencies in the run game based on what they saw the first two weeks of Oklahoma's season while their game uh, what game it was before Nebraska that was close going into halftime so you know Kansas State's a little bit farther along the process uh, obviously than Nebraska was when Nebraska played them um, but their style of football definitely matches up well against Oklahoma and it has for like the last I think five or six years that they, they've beaten Oklahoma so they they know they they the speed doesn't hurt them they they've recruited a lot of the same kids. A lot of them maybe went to Oklahoma or been looked over by Oklahoma, so they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. But they play with an edge. They play with an edge that I'm sure every Nebraska fan wants to see from our football team is play with an edge. They know what they were doing. They were, you know, not giving up explosive plays, and they knew Oklahoma would make plays. But when it came down to make plays, they would make plays. They weren't afraid to compete. There was times the Oklahoma receivers made some plays. Kansas State guys were right there. And they continue to come back. And and that's how you wear. See, people always think like, now granted, when we play at the pipeline, we wear dudes down because they just throw them down on the ground. But another way you wear teams down is to continue to execute and continue to compete. Generally, most college football teams and most athletes of this day and time are what's called front runners.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make?
2: They work hard. Everything's great when it's easy, right? Or you've kind of rolled over and just, you know, gave them the game. But generally, they don't like pushback in Oklahoma right now. And plus, they're they're new into their deal, right? Because you could see that the offense isn't a well-oiled machine, and matching up the offense with the defense isn't there. But you know, they're just, you know, Kansas State just comes to compete, and it's looks more than prepared for it, and not, definitely not scared.
1: It, it we're in we're in the in the monday of Indi, beat indiana week and to watch this indiana team we understand the coaching philosophy we understand the, the the mindset behind dr allen and what he does and what he tries to accomplish they go uh they they they, they week 1 they battle through some mistakes some early mistakes and beat figure illinois. out a way to be, beat a, a, a good illinois team Western Kentucky, and then they travel to Cincinnati at, at 3-0. They and met their maker. Oh, uh, well, well, you know, there were a lot of things yeah. in play. The first thing you do is when you get into Indiana's tape, offensively they are having issue. Yeah.
3: Now, they've but, got a talent. They've got but, talent.
1: But they're having issue. The same issues that Nebraska had, which is sometimes that offensive line leaks. Yep. It, it leaks does.
2: hard. Yep. And they – the. the- and Don't sleep now. I'm telling you right now. They they struggled last week on offense. Indiana has skill position players. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Quarterback isn't Michael Penix Jr. Mm-hmm. like he when he set the Big Ten on fire. The quarterback he looks good at Washington, right? Too. But the yeah, he looks healthy, confident. He looks good, yeah. Just changed, it. and that's a that's a transfer portal. You know, good feel, or feel good story that works out. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No hard feelings when he left Indiana. He, he just wanted a new kind of scenery. Got healthy. Washington needed him. New quarterback, so forth and so on. Indiana's quarterback is okay. Their running back room, room is subpar. Not or what average, it usually right, is. Average. Jordan or best.
1: Howard, Tevin Coleman, Stevie right. Scott. It's not, it's not yeah. that, but
2: no. their skill positions are pretty good.
1: Matthews Junior is legitimately been, yeah. a an all Big Ten receiver.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so you're going to have your work cut out for you, and they're going to compete now. Whether the accuracy of the quarterback is going to be dictated on. How well we rush the passer, and well first and foremost we got to play better on first down, first second down run, or do well and can run, and then how well we can get him off his spot, and make sure that if if Matthews juniors has some catches, we make some open field tackles and keep them in third and long and, and get off the field on third down. Defensively, they're all they're, they're they're the same, right? They're gonna run they're gonna run blitz you if they're getting you know gashed in the run. Um they, they attack. They, they're gonna they attack. yeah. They're gonna attack. They're gonna try to force the issue because they think yeah we'll give up a couple big plays, but we'll make them. But then eventually, us continuing to attack for four quarters, you will eventually tap out. And well, then we'll, you'll
1: make more mistakes than we do.
2: Right. And then, uh, but you know, if you get on that, if you get them on the right edge and get some angles on them, you'll be able to make some good plays. You know, as far as against them, uh, offensively. So, I think it's just gonna come down to execution. How how much. Uh, The Nebraska players is embraced like the new kind of head coach, Mickey Joseph, and how they're going stuff, you know, going about stuff, embracing the fundamentals, getting back to the basics or had gotten back to the basics and coming out and competing. It's a tremendous – it's not a team that you have any, you know, scar tissue against or anybody that you're really like, hey, you know, this is a team that you definitely match out well with, regardless of the situation of you know, the coaching staff – over, you know, changes in the recent weeks. Um, the talent's still here. Um, I didn't know Mark Whipple was, you know, under the weather. I think I heard Sipple say that, you know, but now he should be – I mean, I'm sure he's more healthy now. So, you think the offense would get back on track and so forth and so on. So, I think that uh, Nebraska, as long as they stay out of their own way, they'll be just fine. Let I, me think, at- I think we'll be able to score points against them because I like our receiving core, kind of like our skill position, you know, mix you know with them especially with vocal another week and a half again being able to get healthy i think really bodes well for the offense
1: let me know your thoughts on this so the line opened at nebraska three and a half point favor to jump to six and a half
2: no mine don't the, don't the mine or the the line doesn't do anything for me that just honestly surprised me i mean indiana comes do.
1: in three and one and Nebraska's one and three
2: the records or the line doesn't mean anything i go off what you see on tape you got two teams Take the Oklahoma game out of it. You see a lot of holes on both teams, mm-hmm. things that need to get fixed. And maybe they're banking on Nebraska. You know, a real – this is a real kind of glimpse of what you could possibly be getting from Mickey Joseph, and they feel good about it because of who he is and what he's going to do and what he's been changing. And they've been able to get healthy, you know, as far as vocalic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. You know, they had the depth chart come out. You know, I think Teddy Prosko must be out for a while because you got Turner C- Corcoran back at – Left tackle. They got Ethan Piper, left guard. So, the, you know, you see that a little bit, and you see a little bit of a change maybe in the defensive front. Maybe. You know, I'm not talking for anybody, but look. You know, you got Oshan and this is just a depth chart. So, I'm just going off what I'm seeing. This ain't nothing that I've been told. I'm just, So, it looks a little different, which is good. So, it's I'm, exci- I'm excited for the players to get out there.
1: Opportunity. It's well, an opportunity.
2: Look, man, at the end of the day, they're getting a tremendous opportunity to – have it's, it's essentially what you're able to have is a covet season that are remember where they in nebraska went three and five this is it chance to go five and three six and two
1: but let, let's hope i mean basil basil is a guy that was the sec freshman of the year you, you're not talking about a quarterback not a scrub, no right you're not talking about a guy who who is unknown in what he can do um
2: but that offensive line is is crucial. It as is. Much as it is a little it, different, right? It is much a as little different. When you talk about Adrian and what he did, it's the offensive line that gave him the time to create the alleys for him to be a matchup problem yeah. and wear yeah. a defense out. Yeah. So what our defensive line and offensive line got to do is, I hate to say it, play a little bit more like Kansas State or just go out there and kick butt. You you've had a week or two to get it get get all your little feelings out of your out of, not out of your system, but be. Be okay with it, you know. I'd like to ask, like, okay. I know when Coach Mickey said that they were hurting, right? I want I would like to ask or have a survey, right? And everybody likes to do polls or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I'd like to ask them, are you hurting because you got embarrassed and lost against Georgia Southern, or are you hurting because your coach, your head coach, got fired? It can be. A, it can be a combination it, yeah, of both. It's,
1: it's probably a little of both.
2: Okay, but <laughs> well, I, I want to know those percentage of, right? Because one goes into another. Because the thing is that the football team needs to understand is, is the combination of courage and confidence, right? The courage is – it could be uh, many things. The courage enough to put the pads on and to go out there and play. The cur- but you got to have the courage to accept good coaching, yeah. constructive criticism, constructive praise, accolades, disappointments, adversity. You gotta have the courage. That's that's courage, right? Yeah. Then you gotta have the courage to do something in sacrifice that you've never done before. Right? And then your confidence comes from con- doing it in practice and, and you, you know you're not just gonna show up in a game and, and, and play well. That's just a one off. How how
1: do, how do you've you have seen see- that
2: in too many other sports. Like you do it one time you like golf. You never hear anything about these guys like yeah you get catch genie in a bottle. But the consistency, oh what do you think? I mean, Tom Brady's great. Drew Brees is good, right? Peyton Manning was great. All these, You know why they were considered great? Because every time you turn on the TV, they were doing the same thing. Now, when it came down to it, Peyton Manning, if you weren't covering anybody, and Marvin Harrison kept running the damn you know Colt route, what it was named, <laughs> and you ain't covering him, he'll throw for 500 yards. But the consistency of what he was doing is what made him great. See, a it, lot of it, things when you do it one time, that makes you good being great I, is being consistent.
1: But I want to ask you, I mean we'll go to break pretty quickly, but I want to know how will it appear? How will the off, how will we know that the offensive line is accepting coaching? They're accepting
2: Oh, I mean that's you won't you, it'll be a step like what you see Saturday night.
1: Right? Are, are we are we asking you for too much too soon?
2: Well, you can't expect if you're thinking Mickey's going to turn well, supposedly 4 years and not he hitting Around in literally fourteen days. That's why I wanted to then, decide. then, then, <laughs> then, you know, whoever has these expectations. And if some media guys are saying, "Well, it's no different," well, listen here, don't you can't say that because you, even if you went four weeks versus four, years, it's still not enough time. So right. what you can do is incrementally getting better at the things. And it's he, like you said, it starts with practice and group work, position work. It starts there. It's like you can't. Go to teamwork until you get the things right in group work. Footwork. Fundamentals. Tackling. Knowing where you're supposed to be. One, you know, they're trying to get guys lined up so they know what they're doing. A lot of times Nebraska's kinda of like, you know, I always say like it used like don't ooze into the game. You know what I mean? Like you oo like you need to be like a tidal wave. You get what I'm saying? Like when you ooze into the game, it'd be like a quarter and a half and you just like waking up. You just waste the time. And then there's sometimes you can't come back like that. That's where a lot of, like, with Bill Callahan, that's a lot of, like, I call them, like, chucking duck yards. You know, you're down by 20, and we just chucking and duck. Yeah, you got great stats. but Looks you get good because your- they went in prevent and allowed you right. your eight yards of catch. Right, and you're getting your head beat. you down by 40.
1: There's, there's so much to this. Uh, John, sit, sit tight. I know you're on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We'll get to you when we come back from the break. But there's so much of this stuff that just the impression – of what people expect from one week or 10 days of, of work. We'll talk more about that when we come back to Old School.
0: Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.